Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today, our true survival story podcast where we talk about... Survival stories. Survival stories. You get it. You understand. I mean, true crime, wilderness, everything in between. We'll get there. We'll find new categories. We will. Hell yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm also good. We had a good day. Well, (laughs) we had a reservation to go pedal swan boats but apparently it was too windy yeah that was, was like, that was annoying but i mean it was some bullshit but then we got set up like we were like sailing yeah it's like we're pedaling boats in a fake lake yeah well you know shit happens but it was shit a nice day happen. it was a nice and day. we had some Minus nice the wind cinnabons and then came home and sat on the couch which honestly you love it yeah i needed needed a relaxing day yeah so anyway this week and this week on this week's episode is about Julian Kepke. Julian Kepke? And <laughs> who is Julian? She was born in Lima, Peru in 1954 to her German parents who worked at the Museum of Natural History. And her father immigrated to Peru by stowing away in a salt shipment um in a salt shipment? Well, like uh, a salt shipment boat, like a boat that was carrying a salt shipment. I don't know why that was so hard. No, no, no. I that's I just what I pictured when you said that was like a man he is in, in a, salt. Yeah, like in a in a like a wooden crate of salt. Yeah, just being like, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. He might have been. Honestly, I, I don't. I been. highly doubt that he was actually like surrounded by salt. But like, yeah, he just yeeted himself on a boat and. <laughs> fucking cross the atlantic to peru yeah. from germany maybe so. he like told it that way because it's just like a cooler story you know yeah maybe maybe he like played it up he's like, like i was up to salt to my nose up to my nostrils i couldn't breathe I almost died of thirst uh but isn't that crazy that people people just did that shit they would just like hide in a boat and go places yeah i mean like, people it was still do it so common yeah how do you do that i don't know like sheer power I have, of will. I have so many questions. Like, where do you get water? Where do you get food? Are you just like ripping up like people's luggage or something. I don't know. I have no idea. He's just eating salt for two months. Like, probably how wasn't long? any luggage to be ripped up? It was probably just a shipment. Um. Yeah. True. But I mean, I guess this is 1954. Or no, he probably came across like after World War Two. Mm. Some are like maybe at the beginning of Korean War. But like, I feel like. We're not talking about the 1800s where it takes, like, months to cross an ocean. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, we're tangenting straight off the bat. Sorry, I'm... Tangenting? Is that I'm a word? I don't tangenting, know. Tangenting yeah. uh, off of... <laughs> I don't know. I just can't imagine being stowed away in a fucking salt shipment sure. to get to Peru. Anyway, her father did that shit and um, had Julian in 1954 in uh, Lima, Peru. Her, he was a biologist and her mom was in ornithologist which i googled because i don't know what the fuck that meant naturally and it is a bird expert Ooh. so they're very much you know they're very much into wildlife and in biology and when she was when Julian was 14 they left to establish a research center in the jungle so these are jungle people uh and it is when they built this that she started learning the, sur- the survival techniques of the jungle as one fucking would in the middle of the jungle. And um, she felt very much home uh, in the jungle. 
and educational authorities disapproved of them like i guess probably homeschooling her in the jungle and she had she was like forced to report to like quote unquote real school and she would take her exams there um, um i'm sorry the only thing i can think about right now is um freaking tarzan when <laughs> when he's like in the trees and he's like when they're in the trees together and then he's like ooh, ooh, he, ha, ooh. Yeah, it's like her. Jane loves Tarzan or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. Like, I, I don't remember what it is, what they say, but uh, with that, I know the the ooh ooh ia ooh. That's definitely correct. But I I just think about two people sitting in a tree. No, you don't so give what? me that face. The what ooh, do you? Ooh, ia, ooh. Yeah, when Tarzan goes ooh ooh ia ooh. You know, okay? Anyone out there who knows Tarzan knows what the fuck I'm talking about. That's. <laughs> sitting in the tree touching hands this episode is gonna take two hours <laughs> no i mean yeah we're talking about salt we're talking about we're tarzan talking... we're we're making monkey we're sounds making... they're in the jungle for christ's sake they are in the, they're in the fucking jungle anyway. they're deep in the jungle um anyway so she went back to normal school and she was able to graduate on december 23rd 1971 and the reason that date is significant is because that was the day that this shit went down oh so here's the here's the situation yulian and her mother uh were in lima peru and originally going to fly back from lima to the research center um in time for christmas originally their plan was to go back december 19th or 20th however uh Yulian's graduation was the 23rd, and so was her prom. She wanted to go prom. to the prom. And prom's tomorrow. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, prom's <laughs> tomorrow. Um, so she's like, Mom, I want to go to pram. And <laughs> so they changed their plans from flying out uh, on the 20th or 19th to the flying out on the 20 on Christmas Eve. Initially, you know, there was like some back and forth there, but her mom agreed to let her stay, and uh, they decided to leave on Christmas Eve. And all the flights for Christmas Eve were booked except for one with the Lansa airline. And her father urged them not to fly the airline due to its poor reputation after two plane crashes previously. And it is important to note that the fleet size of this airline was three. What? Like they had three, three planes. Oh, I thought you meant three people could fit on the airplane. And I was no. like, excuse me? No, they had three planes. Oh. Two of them crashed. Oh, yeah, that ain't it. That ain't Yeah, no, not. <laughs> I, if I, ha- I have to say their batting percentage is not great. I, actually, speaking of shady airlines and bats, <laughs> did you ever oh see? <laughs> did you ever see the video of someone on Spirit Airlines? I'm sorry. I don't know if this is like bad to say because I'm name dropping. Save but, like, it what say it oh but um there was a video of someone actually i knew the person who took the video of a bat on the airplane like on a spirit airline. yes <laughs> like <laughs> a bat was imagine? flying around the airplane before they who took off brought the fucking bat <laughs> uh, like what but anyway that's just that's carry another, on <laughs> yeah carrying on uh so yeah i mean the father's like guys please like for the love of god don't go on this airplane like they crashed twice like are we really going to do this but you know in in their position they wanted to get home for christmas right and this is the only flight so uh despite um her father's warning they booked the flight anyway and initially 
Yulian was happy that they even got the flight um, because they would be home in time for Christmas and New Year's, uh, but also like peripherally worried about the airline's reputation as one should be. Sure, yeah. Um, so she was eager to return to the jungle and celebrate at her research station, spend the holidays with her family. So, like I said, the Lance airline only had one plane left, and it would fly from Lima to Cusco uh, through the mountains and then back. And that was basically, it did two flights a day, that was it. So they they booked the Lanza flight also because it was so cheap. And uh, I'll, we'll circle back to why it was so cheap. It wasn't just because of their bad reputation. So, yeah, I'll put that little sticky note in there. Okay. Um, so, I mean, most passengers of the plane considered themselves lucky like they did, that they had the opportunity to go home for the holidays, which is fucked up. Um, and the flight, from all accounts, started off normal. Yulian uh, recalls passengers were receiving their lunch packs. So this is in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, 9-11 wasn't a thing. So I would assume there was no security. They walked on, and I guess, like, back in the day, they used to, you know, p- pamper you in some way. They'd give you, like, a meal and, mm. like, drinks and shit. Um, so they, they got lunch, and everything was fine. Uh, and they started flying over the Andes Mountains. And there was a thunderstorm accumulating. So then, you know, increasingly slowly, the sky became more more and more cloudy. And we can see where this is going. Could you imagine my anxious ass on a, this an is, airplane through the mountains oh, in, just a, in a thunderstorm? Oh, I, I can already project, or I can predict what you're going to, but oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm scared of getting on an airplane, like... Period. Period. End of sentence. But, like, <laughs> that sounds... Ooh, all right, mm-hmm. keep keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you would be straight up shitting yourself at this point. So mm-hmm. like, everything started to get you know cloudy and dark, and it kind of came to a point where pretty much it was just pitch black. Oh, love that. And <laughs> initially, Yulian wasn't concerned. She liked flying, so she was just like, ah, whatever, fuck it. I will I mean, never understand people who say they like flying. What do you mean? You like, okay, I don't, I, okay, I'm sorry, I'm about to get a little heated, because people say that they like the airport. I have I have seen so many people, I, I've talked to so many people, they're like, I love the airport, I love going on planes, and I, I love the whole experience, and I'm like, I'm sorry, are you a fucking psychopath? Like, you like going through the airport, you like going through security, you like being around a bunch of people, and like, eating shitty food, and like, sitting in a, an enclosed space for hours? <laughs> That is a nightmare. I'm sorry. My anxiety and my claustrophobia and my... Will not allow. It just... It isn't it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just like... I guess unless it's first class at like Delta. Have you ever flown first class? I have once. (gasps) Actually, I have once too, but it was on accident. It was fantastic. Yeah. Some dude I can understand if if you're in first class. Yeah. That was actually really lucky that one time some dude, I was supposed to sit in like in the middle seat in like the back of the airplane. And then this dude, as I was like walking to my seat, he's like, hey, my wife is in the seat next to yours. Like, can I have your ticket and you can take my ticket in first class? Oh, and I was shit, like, you oh. lucky bastard. I was like, of course you can sit in my seat, <laughs> you bitch. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, the shit's pitch black. Mm-hmm. They're flying and... Um, they start to hit turbulence. Um, so 
her row of passengers is her, her mom, and then as she describes him, a fat man from Lima who was asleep until the turbulence got especially bad. Okay. And then he like woke up and I assume that he was like, what the fuck's going on? As so, one would. The only light that they can see at this point, they're starting to experience bad turbulence, everything's pitch black. The only thing light that they can see is lightning. So like lightning's popping off all around them. Uh, as they rocket through this metal tube oh. two miles above the earth. Nightmare fuel. Yep. So she said later that she had never experienced turbulence so bad before or since. And, uh, you know, turbulence got so bad, like, um, the luggage is flying around the cabin and it's Christmas Eve, so Christmas presents are just, like, flying around the cabin. Oh God, how cinematic. Yeah, and her mom screamed that this was the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would be too, probably. Yeah, and um, lightning hit their plane. Yep. Hit the right wing. Of course. Basically disintegrated the plane. Oh, God, what? They were in a nosedive. They were, like, nearly vertical in a nosedive, flying to the ground, and it was at this moment that Yulian remembers being ejected from the plane. What? And her words were, it wasn't so much that she had left the plane, but rather the plane had left her. What the fuck? No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So now she's falling. She's falling towards the earth. Still in her seat, both her mom and the other man are no longer with her right and she feels the seatbelt press into her as she's like flying towards the ground she remembers kind of looking down and seeing this like she was like spinning in a circle and she didn't have time to be scared because it is at this point that she passed out yep i would too i'd be passed out way before that (laughs) yep um so she fell from two miles up I just, I'm sorry. I keep, <laughs> I keep thinking about. I keep getting like little things that pop into my head when you. <laughs> I I just the song. Cause I'm free, <laughs> free falling. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Keep going. That's just that's another. That's what aside. happened to her. Yep. She was free falling <laughs> from fucking two miles up in the middle of a thunderstorm in the Andes Mountains. <laughs> well, maybe not not in the mountains, but in over the jungle. Anyway, um, so she, she, just before she woke up, so she obviously plummets to the earth mm-hmm. and survives Incredible. in some miracle of fashion. Yeah, what? So, um, she wakes up, but before she does, she has two very vivid interwoven dreams. One where she's flying around like crazy in a dark room, dashing around the walls and she hears a booming like she herself was equipped with an engine very strange is that like a in quote the other yeah no it's not a quote but i'm paraphrasing mm, yeah but in the other dream she felt the urge to bathe because her body was coated in mud and dirty oh and it is after this dream that she wakes up to find herself under the seat that she crashed in and covered in mud because she um, she has an extremely bad concussion. She, like, basically smashed her face. What? And... What do you mean? 
mean? I'm just kidding. That's the, the total joke. <laughs> of course she has a concussion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And um, so I, I don't actually know how long she kind of sat there, but I think it was like probably a long time, like a day or two. Yeah. And so she's covered in mud. She finally like comes to uh, after this weird dream. Um, and she is actually covered in mud since it's the jungle and it's been mm-hmm. fucking raining. Um she said that she could barely think due to her concussion. Um, and she realized that her mother and the man sitting in the aisle seat were gone. She felt helpless and totally abandoned. She could barely see. Her left eye was swollen shut and her right eye um, was pretty swollen as well. But she could see through that one. She had only one shoe left and was in a skimpy miniskirt because that was the style back then. Oh, wow. So she's not equipped for a jungle expedition. Right. I'm sure she didn't bank on no. being alone. And, and no, she's just come from prom. Right. Oh, right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So. Prom. Mm-hmm. The best night of our lives. Maybe not directly from prom, but like day after. Right. You know. <laughs> um, she tried to stand up and blacked out and had to lie down. Sounds like me whenever I stand up at any point in the <laughs> at day. At any given point. <laughs> So it's after this that she started to realize her injuries. She had a broken collarbone, a cut on her calf about three inches long and a half inch deep, and then a pretty big gash on her arm as well. So she said she didn't feel any pain. She's in shock, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty amazing to me. She's got a concussion and she has all the in- these injuries but she doesn't feel any pain um so she thought of her mom immediately like where is she and started searching for her and she recalls later that words can't describe the feeling of despair that she felt as it started to set in that her mom was not there yeah um so she immediately starts to go into survival mode and she knows from living in the jungle that you your best shot is to find water and follow it downstream. Because she, when she was living at the research center, there was this one guy who apparently had shot himself in the leg. He was also doing some like research expedition, but got lost, somehow shot himself in the leg. <laughs> not, the, the details were not there, but the point being is that he followed the... Um, river that they were on downstream and found them at the research center and was able to get help from them so she was like i'm gonna do that yeah so she starts trying to find water and before she does though she finds another seat of passengers uh some distance away drilled three feet deep into the ground face first the only thing that was sticking out was the passenger's legs so dead so, so like so very like much dead, dead on impact. Dead. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's so mm. like when you fall head first from two miles up, not looking good for your right. health. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure no, for sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like they're dead dead. So she like um she said that she thought, Is could this be my mom? Which, you know, she's like retroactively that doesn't make any sense, but she was concussed after falling so she like took a stick and started poking at 
the passenger's shoes mm. and removed one of the shoes and saw that there was um, the nails were painted. And she's like, oh, that can't be my mom. She never paints her nails. She's like, oh, this isn't my mom. Um, so she continues on into survival mode. She has a bag of candy, and she found a Christmas cake that was covered in mud, which she threw away after trying to eat some because it was it tasted so bad. But she, after the fact, she was like, I should have kept that fucking cake. Um, but in the moment, she just got rid of it. Yeah. Because she doesn't know that the length of time that she's about to be surviving in the jungle. So she initially heard a sound that kind of pierced her consciousness because she's she's has a pretty bad concussion right so she's kind of like walking around in this mental fog but all of a sudden she starts to hear the trickling of water and follows it at which she finds kind of this small stream and then continues to follow that which goes into a bigger creek which eventually leads to um, a larger river so she's just like following water downstream so she's sticking to the plan She's doing what she needs to do. So, um, she said that some people might have stayed at the site of the crash and waited for rescue, but she knew for certain that she had to move to find help because the jungle was so dense that there was basically no chance of finding her, especially, like, you know, the area that they have to canvas is probably extremely huge. I don't know what the technology was in 1971, but I'd imagine in the thunderstorm they lost communication at some point so they're probably like there's this like 100 mile radius that they could be in and it's jungle yeah that's not that's not looking great yeah chances not looking great so she's following the water uh downstream and she said that her concussion was so severe she was like wasn't scared of the jungle at all like there there was no like sense of danger for her really like she she just kind of like had one thought that she could hold in her head and that was like follow the shit downstream so i was like that's pretty crazy that like she has the mental capacity to hold even one thought Mm -hmm. and then like also like isn't scared of anything right yeah so i'm sure like i can't even imagine like what kind of headspace she's in yeah so she's probably not (laughs) like not great not thinking much she's just Mostly head empty. Yeah, head em- mostly head empty, but like sliver of it, let's keep going downstream. Yeah, so <laughs> she keeps plowing ahead. And on the third day of following the stream, she runs into what is the plane's engine crushed into the ground in the middle of the river that she's following. Great. Yeah. Love to see that. Yeah. And... So around the third day, she's following this uh, river and she hears this animal that she knows very well from her time at the jungle called the Acresta chickens. And Yulian calls them her savior because they make this distinct snorting sound and have a peculiar, peculiar, oh my God. Peculiar. <laughs> Take a sip We're of done. bourbon. Yep. They have a very strange behavior. <laughs> peculiar, if you I'm will. I'm done. I'm done with that word. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> peculiar. Um, so, but they gather around rivers, um, and like when you approach, they like freak out and apparently make this like very distinct snorting noise. 
and as you get closer they'll like flap their wings and kind of like bow to each other and she's like it's actually pretty hysterical to watch but the point of all this is that she knows that there's a larger river right so she follows that noise and it's fucked up because if she would have gone in the opposite direction she would have found a river that was much more busy and (sighs) probably would have been discovered like days before she actually was that sucks so they are her saviors and she and she does survive but it's kind of like what she survives yeah no way oh my god it's like you oh mean crazy um, survival story <laughs> so she follows the birds or the chickens and she finds herself at the rio shabonia that's fun say that five th- times yeah Rio Shabonia. Um, so that's like Rio's river, for those that don't know. Um, so she recognized it because they're of a giant group of cane. Um, so I guess this is a distinct plant for this river. And she knew that this river was not very uh, navigable by just regular boats. So she couldn't just kind of wait around for a boat to come by. She knew that she had to press on and keep going downstream because she knew that boats weren't going to be coming up this river. So she basically is just walking through the water and like swimming and floating down this river. And Lazy river from hell. Basically, <laughs> basically she's on a lazy river from hell with a broken collarbone, two cuts, and a and massive concussion. Wow. So Yulian's fucking making it happen here Mm -hmm. um she starts to hear planes going uh, overhead and while it's like meanwhile while she's trying to survive here like the biggest search effort in peruvian uh, airline history is underway and they're like flying a ton of helicopters and planes over the jungle and for 10 days they were searching for remnants of this flight, but nothing turned up. Wow. And after 10 days, they called the search off. Damn. And Yulian remembers hearing planes going over every once in a while, but after some time, they stopped. And it's at this point that she f- feels like even more despair. Like, how am I going to get out of here? They're like, yeah. nobody's even looking for me. Um, but yeah, she presses on. And the what other- did she do at night? Like what? We'll get into that. Okay. Um, so during the documentary that I watched, they're like, if she just had a knife with her, mm-hmm. she would have been able to cut open trees and eat their pulp, which would have sustained her. And she would have been able to like hack open um, vines that would have given her fresh water. Mm. Um, so like this whole experience is made so much more difficult because she has basically no clothes like clothing and no tools um right i forgot she was in a goddamn mini skirt she's in a mini skirt like insane yeah so she also said like she felt no danger right? right she also wasn't hungry this entire time she felt no hunger concussion which is like a bitch huh crazy well is it i don't know i have never had a concussion i mean you would know better than i would yeah i mean they're a bitch but like if i'm in the jungle i'd rather not feel hungry or scared well yeah i mean that that's nice that's nice (laughs) in that situation maybe concussion for the win right i don't know who knows (laughs) so um 
plowing ahead. The only thing, uh, the only thing that was alarming to her in this whole situation was a wound that the wound in her arm, uh, flesh flies had laid eggs in that wound, and maggots had hatched. No, no, stop! Don't. Oh God, is this what you were talking about? Yes. You said I was gonna feel uncomfortable. Yes. Oh God. Oh, that is my worst. Oh God, I. Oh. <laughs> I would ask you if we could keep going, but this is part of the story, so we get a plow head. Um, <laughs> Plowing right ahead. Plow head, fucking maggots in her arm. Oh God, her, don't her, say it anymore. The wound in her arm is about a quarter, and they had pretty much burrowed about a half, half inch into her skin. Don't say that. Oh God. <laughs> um, it is at this point that she got frightened she would develop blood poisoning and lose her arm. And, quote, that really worried me. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Jesus, like, goddamn. No shit. Oh, that, oh, oh, that. I, okay. Um, ty- typophobia? Tripophobia? I don't know how to. Tagophobia? That's not that. But Fear I, of holes? Ooh. But, you but, got so, it. Yeah, I got it. But the thing is, is like, it's not just a fear of holes. Like, that sounds weird. It's like clustering. And also, like, specifically for me, I'm going to sound like a loon, a crazy loon when I'm talking about this. But like, mm-hmm. specifically, when I see shit like that, I'm like, ooh, what if that What if that was in my skin? Like, like I just picture it in my arm or in my, ooh, ugh, and now I can't. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm very uncomfortable. You were right. This is terrible. I know. Okay. I, I couldn't wait for this. I probably sound like a lunatic. This is great. Keep going. <laughs> so, you know, she's, quote, really worried. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like I said, most of the time she's, like, pretty much swimming or floating down uh, the Rio Shibonia. And this is another part that you'll feel great about. Great. Sometimes crocodiles would come in from the banks of the river as she was floating down and swim directly at her. And... She didn't move because she knew that they didn't pose any danger. What? She just knew? She was, like, clued in with these alligators or crocodiles, yeah, whatever the hell? I don't know uh, what it is or exactly why, but she was saying that, like, crocodiles really aren't that big of a deal. Like, they'll swim towards you, but then they'll go down and burrow those themselves in the mud. So they would pretty much swim off the bank and then get really close to her, but then just, like, swim down into the mud. And she, like, for some reason, I guess that they don't attack people. I don't know what the deal is. That sounds fake. Yeah. No. No, I know it's not fake, but it sounds fake. Yeah, it's crazy. terrible. Sounds crazy. I would would be shitting my pants. I would have been dead ten times over. Not more than that. Like, oh my god. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, this... As I got, like, halfway into this story, I was like, this is kind of all your fears packaged into one story. Yeah, this is terrible for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, I I sit here in my fucking sweatshirt in my, like, cozy little apartment being like, this is terrible for me. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this lady did this, like, for realsies. And that's, wow, I'm such a little bitch. She's fucking strong. Um, Anyway, so, like, this is, is, like, she was like, yeah, I'm just... I'm not going to, I'm going to stay in the river. Cause like, if I go in the jungle, then I'm like going to die for sure. Mm. So, um, she, she knew that the, these are caiman. It's like crocodiles caiman. Uh, they knew, she knew that they wouldn't harm her. Um, so she just pretty much stayed, stayed the course. And 
what she did know though the bigger danger of the river was the poisonous stingrays oh (laughs) so the entire time she's like floating down this river she has a stick and she's basically like poking the mud for stingrays (laughs) (laughs) your mouth is just wide open i have nothing no we're not done yet so uh hold on to your butt here uh so the stingrays are the most dangerous things of the jungle like of the river right uh more dangerous than the poisonous snakes tarantulas and jaguars 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 <laughs> um which you might assume like those are the worst but apparently these stingrays are fucking gnarly um so she's pretty much floating down this river like poking to check there's some stingrays that are gonna kill her and uh you know steve Irwin style yeah uh, r.i.p i was just thinking that yeah r.i.p steve Irwin fucking legend um so you asked what she would do at night so before night nightfall she would kind of search for a large tree trunk or something to kind of cover her back um so that she wouldn't have to like worry about anything coming from the back of her Uh, and then she would kind of just like lay there and find big leaves cover herself and then sleep and when it wasn't raining she would get eaten alive by mosquitoes and when it was raining excuse me it was so cold that she felt like the rain was stinging needles and she basically shivered all night and didn't get any sleep. So either way, it was not great. Bad. It was bad. Full on bad. One might assess it as not good. Oh. <laughs> um, so for 10 days, she's doing this shit. 10 days. Yep. That... Just like floating down the Rio Shibonia. Basically naked and afraid, but not afraid. Mini skirt and afraid. <laughs> Mini skirt and like not really that concerned. <laughs> and like head one thought. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So sometimes she said that she would float down the river with no thoughts at all. Seem in like, in like this trance because she's like starving, concussed, and very much injured. Um so she was like pretty much just like kind of out of it and yeah. she was like floating down she would just kind of like float yeah what else can you do but dissociate honestly. right she's basically dissociating yeah. at this point and it's on the 10th day that she settles on a sandy bank along the river kind of not looking around like in this trance state and not really seeing anything she just kind of like plops herself down um And all of a sudden, she kind of, like, comes to from this state and realizes that there's a fucking boat right in front of her. And she's like, am I tripping? Like, am I hallucinating? And wakes up and, like, goes to touch the boat, like, has to touch it to be like, okay, like, this is is real. You gotta touch the butt. Yeah. And there was no one there, but she found footsteps up the slope uh, leading away from the river. And... It was at this point that she didn't want to take the boat since she did not want to steal it. What? Oh my, that is the least so of your worries. So this just speaks to, I yeah, feel like, who how good is. of a person like, yeah. she is. Yeah, she's... Jeez. So wait, I'm sorry to backtrack a little bit, but like, so 10 days, and you said that it would be much easier for her if she had a knife because she could eat the like tree, whatever, and then she could drink the water. But what did she do? Like, what did she eat or drink? Did she say... She didn't eat anything. Yeah. And I'm assuming she drank out of the river. Was the river, like, fresh water? 
Probably not. Well, I don't that's, know. That I don't would know. Kill I, you. They didn't actually um, go into like how she got water. Okay. But because I mean, it... it is the jungle and it rains a lot, so right. she might have also gotten it from like, um, like leaves that sure. uh, have like kind of these pools of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, well, that that would make more sense. I don't but know. yeah, I mean, also if it wasn't... like when it's raining, you could just kind of like. Yeah, open I guess. Your mouth, I guess. But if it wasn't, if it was salt water, that would kill her even. It's not quicker. salt water. Yeah. Okay. But it's definitely not clean. Well, no, not, I'm not I, saying clean. I'm saying it is it's running water. Yeah. So it's better than like stagnant water. All right. So well, I don't know. she survived. So clearly she had she some survived. sort of water because she would have died after like what three days, two days. Yeah. So, yeah, she's not eating any food, drinking water, um, and she's found this boat and this track of footsteps. She doesn't want to steal the boat because that's just who she is, um, even if she's about to die. <laughs> She so she tries to crawl up the slope where she sees the footsteps leading to on all fours, but was too weak to make it up at first. And after hours of struggle, finally made it up this nine foot high slope. And at the top of the slope, she finds a small hut with an outboard motor laying next to it. And she's like, this has got to be it where these people are. Um, there was no one in the hut at the time. So she just took shelter in the hut. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sheltered there for the night. And in the morning she awoke like extremely weak because she hasn't eaten anything. And she still wasn't hungry, but knew that she had to eat something or she would probably die of hunger. And there were a bunch of poison arrow frogs all around her. You know those frogs that they, um, they'll like take a dart and like rub it on the frog um and it's like poison sure i mean from the name that's yeah (laughs) but i i've never heard of that but never heard of that no uh yeah i guess the indigenous tribes around here will like use that to hunt they'll like take a dart and like rub it on these frogs Mm. and then like when you say around here do you mean like the united states no no peru oh peru (laughs) we're in peru we're in peru right right, right. i thought you meant like just in general oh yeah in la yeah i was like the indigenous tribes of la i was like uh you know they make poison darts to go heart huh (laughs) To go hunt for their right. kill, you know, okay, at Starbucks. Yeah. Peru. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so she she knew that, like, if she ate one of these frogs, she probably wouldn't die. Yeah. It's like, if you eat one of them, you're, you're going to be fine. But she was like, retroactively, she said that if she had eaten one in her weakened state, she probably would have died. She probably would have died. Yeah. But nevertheless, she tried to catch one of them, but she was too weak and too slow to actually catch any of them. And I guess that they were like, all over this hut Mm. and basically like hopping right in front of her face like four to six inches from her face she still couldn't get one and um you know she basically just stayed in the hut half conscious for about two days until three lumberjacks found her in their hut Mm. and they immediately acted and poured gasoline on her wound with the maggots in it and dragged her to the boat and rushed her to the nearest village and as she was going down the river towards the village um, her eyes were so bloodshot from the concussion and injuries that people going by thought that they had seen a jungle demon oh my god and like ran away or like sped away they're like holy crap jeez so i mean i'd imagine her eyes are just like completely red yeah probably i mean freaking impact from a plane crash will do that i yeah, guess that'll do it she shouldn't be alive like that 
Yet she is. Yet she is. Yulian prevails, and so they rush her to the nearest village and fly her out from a small airstrip to a missionary hospital in Pocalpa, where she is reunited with her dad. Wow. Um, Months later, she recovers and was released to the hospital, from which she flew out of... Oh. Which no, I thought was crazy. No, but never she, again. You know, she wasn't on land, so I guess. Right. Uh, but she flew out from the hospital area. Fucking insane. Did her so, mom die? I'm assuming yes. Where I'm literally just yeah. about to touch on right. that. So she continued to help with the search for the remnants of this plane uh, after she was released from the hospital. And she was finding parts of the plane and survivors' bodies in the jungle. And she later learned that her mother also survived the crash initially, but died from her wounds several days later. That's so sad. Her mother's body was found over a year later in January of 1972. Wow. So after this, she moved back to Germany to fully recover from her injuries and went on to study biology. Right. Just like dad. At the University of Kiel, graduating in 1980. Wow. So, think about that. She graduated from high school in 1971, Mm. and she graduates from college in 1980. So, Mm. she probably started in 76. Yeah. So, it probably took her about four years to fully recover from this. Yeah. Four to five years. And she wasn't done there. With her bachelor's. She went on to get a doctorate in mammology from the Ludwig Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich and returned to Peru to conduct research specializing in bats. Wow. So she's not done. And Mm -hmm. she published her thesis in 1987 titled very descriptively, the ecological study of a bat colony in the tropical rainforest of Peru. Wow. That <laughs> I was just like, this is so matter of fact. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know exactly no bu- what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> no bullshit. No. <laughs> and um, so in 1998, uh, Julian took a flight with a documentary maker 27 years after the crash and basically just retraced her steps. And she flies on the same path that she did 27 years ago um, and recalls being a bit anxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As one might. Yeah. And during, the, during this documentary, she like revisits where the plane crashed and she kind of goes through her journey through the jungle and actually like finds the engine again. Oh like, my God. So she's like on the path that she was. Uh, all those years ago, and she called the experience a kind of therapy. Yeah. Because she was just kind of, like, laying to rest um, the experience. The trauma? The trauma. Yeah. Um, After this documentary, she dropped her autobiography in March 2011, titled When I Fell from the Sky. My God. Uh, continuing with these literal titles, mm-hmm. um, for which she received the Corrine Literature Prize. And in 2019, the government of Peru awarded her 
the order of merit for distinguished services in the second, in, I'm sorry, in the degree of grand officer. Wow. I'm assuming for her continued effort to search after the plane was crashed and she recovered. And today, she works as a librarian at the Bavarian State Collection of Zoology in Munich. Wow. Wow. And that wraps up the story of Julian, although I have quite a few postmortems or kind of like details after the fact that I would like to share. Yeah, yeah, share them out. Number one, uh, there was a movie made about this um, a few years after, and she talks about it in the documentary that I watched, and she's basically shit-talking this documentary, (laughs) which is I thought was fantastic. She was really annoyed by the sensationalized dangers of the jungle and the, quote, abysmally bad leading actress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's got to burn. Such a burn. That's... So she was saying that, like, basically this actress kind of stumbles through the jungle in the movie, like, very much doughish and, mm-hmm. like, helpless. Yeah. And it's, like, freaking out. It's, like, snakes and tarantulas and jaguars around every fucking corner. And she's like, ah! Like, and is like freaking out about everything and just like has no sense of control and she especially hated this one scene where i guess there was a monkey and the monkey's child and a jaguar ate the monkey's parent and for some reason she like starts hugging this baby monkey and they like find solace in hugging each other as they like kind of uh, escape the danger of this jaguar and um she she's like she's basically like, what the fuck is this scene yeah and completely i, I guess mean, just artistic just liberty like, i guess but. yeah and then like the next day they have to like split up and like the, <laughs> Part the monkey's like the i gotta monkey. go and she's like she's like i gotta go my own way <laughs> <laughs> what about us i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it basically and like i guess they have to split up and she's like crying out I was like you can't leave me to this baby monkey so she's like like the whole i guess the whole point is like they portrayed me as this like helpless bitch mm. and like i completely wasn't yeah like i she, was she seemed i together. wasn't even blinking when there was fucking maggots in my arm and oh. crocodiles coming off the shore at like directly at me so like you guys can fuck off um i feel like i need to go so to like, like a lamaze class yeah like, you, a, you a, need to do some meditation a or breathing something course after this <laughs> and okay Another detail. Um, how the fuck did she survive? Yeah. So some explanations from others and Yulian. In the thunderstorms, I guess there's powerful updrafts that could have slowed her fall, basically like forcing air up and slowing her down. Mm. Number two, could have been because um, during the brief time that she was conscious, remember she realized that she was spinning, she was still at seat, like, attached to the seat yeah and they were saying this kind of could have created a an effect similar to like a maple leaf where it like those helicopter leaves where they kind of spin slowly to the ground Mm. they were saying that since she was still attached to the seat the seat could have basically been like that leaf kind of having that spinning effect slowing her down also the section of jungle that she landed had extremely thick tree vines which also probably slowed her fall wow so in a combination of all these, um, they probably all helped her to survive uh, 
ultimately That's very a two mile lucky. plummet to the earth. Lord. Now, part C. Why was this airline so goddamn shitty? Yeah. We're about to find out. It was later found that the mechanics that were repairing the plane's engine had only worked on motorcycles previously to the job. Only on motorcycles? Yeah. The mm. same. Basically the same. That's the same shit. Basically the same. They had no experience with airline engines previous to repairing the Lanza airplanes. Oh my god. No wonder all also, three of them crashed. Yeah. Also, um, the pilots did not have the appropriate licenses to fly the plane. Great. Great. Part C. Another part C. We're not done. There's two more. <laughs> two more Cs? In the Lanza crash in Cusco, just before Yulian's crash, 101 bodies were found and a co-pilot who was the sole survivor severely burned. This was found, 102 people were found for a plane that was only supposed to hold 92 people. So they packed the plane with 10 extra passengers. What the hell? To make more money. And the last part is that Yulian only flew this airplane because it was the cheapest and she needed to save money. Right. Is from her words. And I'm like, well, no shit. It was so cheap. They're paying motorcycle repair people, pilots that don't even have the license, and they're packing people on here like rats. Right. So, fuck this airline. They can't be in operation because their last plane, their last plane crashed. Damn. So I can't imagine that they're still in operation. No, I'm sure not. Um, and that concludes my details for this story. Holy shit. Fuck that airline. And thank God Yulian survived. But, yeah. I mean, like, everyone else on that flight died. That's... And the, and the two crashes before that, I can't imagine that that many people survived. No, I'm sure not. That's... So. This is this is my actual nightmare. That's yep. it. Whew. Goddamn. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to say, but I, I died. Ooh, I don't want to re- I don't want to revisit the thoughts of like mm, the specifics. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, let's not yeah, get into the, it. The Ooh, let's not. Hey, let's arm. let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that that's incredible. I wish I there I wish there was a baby monkey. <laughs> I kind of do too. You know, that would have been really good. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Could you just, imagine like just like that's like your that's what keeps you going is the baby monkey. <laughs> I mean, that would have been quite I mean, she, good Did she even name it? What? That heartless bitch. Did she even give that baby monkey Oh, a name? this hypothetical baby monkey? Yeah. I, I don't what know. What would you name him? George? Curious mm, George? Sure. That sounds good. Maybe Doug? Doug. Yeah. <laughs> this is Doug, my baby monkey. <laughs> this is Doug, my monkey. I've actually, back in Michigan, uh, I, used to wor- I, I used to work at a hardware, and multiple times, actually... There was this lady with a real ass monkey that would come into the store. She'd bring it with in the store? her fucking monkey. Yeah, like with a diaper and everything. <laughs> I don't remember if it had a diaper, <laughs> but she had a full ass monkey, and she was like, "Literally, don't come near him. He Ooh. will, he will fucking, he will attack." What? And I was like, sure. Why are you bringing like, it in the hardware, <laughs> you crazy person? I was like, sure. Like, 
sure, like, can I help you find glue or something? Like, whatever the <laughs> fuck she needed. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's just keep a safe distance from this monkey. Oh, my God, what? But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would kind of assume that people would come up to the monkey like a dog, but, you know, if you, like, yeah. strangers come up to the monkey and it's young and probably, Gets probably wants to bite you. Sure. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That, ooh. Do you have any words, I, words about, about this the story? Survival? No, I like that's. I mean, what a what a hard, a hard bitch we got here. I mean, that's yeah. Ten. Well, the whole experience was twelve days, but she basically spent ten days in a river. Yeah, I mean, and, and like freezing her ass off at thank, night. Thank God she like worked in the in the jungle before that because yeah, she like, would have died. Any any other person who like didn't have would have had to like, been so much more lucky yeah would have whoever like who did, if they didn't have just like that random bits of knowledge about like oh yeah these crocodiles won't eat me you know or like i, I don't know just like random little or like these chickens mean that i can be near a river or like i, I don't know it's just whew, like yeah. ugh, she th- knew. These, these stories are just Julian like Leon knows these stories are just like the the luckiest of the unlucky people <laughs> you yeah, know no. like, just lucky enough yeah um, damn but uh all right well that that's incredible but let's you would you have something good to talk about like something that isn't maggot related because <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> that isn't maggot related um i've i've planned my trip to see my family for thanksgiving mm-hmm. like that's fully happening yeah i'm just gonna rent a car Hell yeah. Uh, I get to go see my uh, little cousins, Hugo and Bella. Oh, they're so cute. Each, uh, Hugo is one and a half, and I believe Isabella is almost four. Mm-hmm. So um, I really enjoy playing with them. Yeah, they're adorable. They they love, um, I like ta- I like pick them up and like kind of throw them and catch them. They just, <laughs> they eat it up. They love it. So can't wait to do that on Thanksgiving and yeah. eat. Um, I actually don't know if we're going to have turkey because... Um, my aunt-in-law mm-hmm. your aunt my aunt i don't know but she's <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh she's a vegetarian so yeah. i don't know if we're gonna have like a tofu maybe turkey. you have tofurkey yeah tofurkey <laughs> i don't know what they do what if, what do vegans do on thanksgiving yeah that's a great question do they eat i don't know soybeans lettuce I don't know, what the fuck <laughs> do you just chomp on some <laughs> soybeans you weirdos <laughs> no. vegans let us know what you do for thanksgiving <laughs> i don't know what would be what's the like most hearty thing a vegan can eat what's the most savory thing probably like pasta i, mean, I would imagine like pasta is probably can pretty... they even eat i mean you have to, is there like vegan pasta because i know when you make pasta you use like eggs and shit right fuck yeah well, you can have zucchini noodles you can have zoodles you can have zoodles but that's not pasta let's not let's not be like let's saying that twisted. zoodles yeah let's not get that shit twisted all right zoodles <laughs> are not pasta should i google it <laughs> i was like is there vegan pasta I don't know, man, but I could do vegetarian. I couldn't do vegan. All right. Um, this is what Google says. Pumpkin soup, casseroles, vegetables, mashed potatoes, and gravy, rolls, cranberry sauce, sweet potatoes, stuffing, 
and even pumpkin pie Ooh. all have easy vegan versions. All right. Well, you know what? All you really, all I eat on Thanksgiving is fucking th- stuffing and stuffing is the fucking that's best. It. But how do you have vegan stuffing? Because the stuffing is only good because it's stuffed been in the bird. In the bird. In the bird butt. Yes. <laughs> Not even in the butt. Just like all the way through the butt mm-hmm. into the rest <laughs> of the turkey. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would not trust a vegan stuffing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to be given like a taste of one, and then have someone be like, "It's vegan," and I'd be like, "Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's fine." Um, but anyway, it's vegan. Um, yeah. What's your good thing? My good thing. Oh, Bring it back. um, I've been I've been really enjoying um, this show we're watching, Wentworth. Oh, Wentworth. It's really fun. It's yeah. uh, it's good. It's. <laughs> It takes place in Australia. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm listen. I made a mistake. Okay, I, <laughs> I I heard an accent. It's very clearly an Australian accent, but in my head, I heard an accent and was just like, "Oh, British, of course," and just like didn't even think about it again. But um, we're three seasons deep, and last night we were watching it, and uh, I think you brought up that it was in Australia, and I was like, "What?" And now Alex won't let me live it down. So it, it's in Australia <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Whatever. I made a mistake. I'm up. I'm only human. But it's a really good show. <laughs> but it's honestly more hilarious to me because you took a dialects class <laughs> and learned how to do right, accents drag in me college. Through the mud. Yes, why don't you? Absolutely drag it's me through the fine, mud. Okay. Yep. I made a mistake. Australian equals British. They're basically the same. No, they're not. But I I'm wrong. Um. Anyway. It was a really good show, and it's it's a. You're not done. Uh, I just can't believe it took you three seasons. Oh, shut up! All right, it's really. (laughs) You know how much how much hours of television did we watch? I mean, there's probably like what ten or twelve. Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, this is really fun for you. It's really two and a half seasons that we got through. I'm gonna shut that shit down. Okay. So almost (gasps) probably like twenty hours of footage before you realized. Okay. Anyway, um, it's a good show, and I really am enjoying it. Anyway, let's plug the socials. So, if you want to follow us on Instagram, where we uh, post pictures and videos, and you know all this that fun stuff, uh, follow us. We are not today underscore podcast. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are not today podcast. But the uh, T on the end of podcast is a three because that. Makes, makes sense. sense. Um, if you or anyone you know has a story of survival or true crime or anything uh, of that nature, uh, send us an email. We'd love to read about it. We'd love to do a listener's episode. You can email us at uh, knowtodaypodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, is that it? Did I miss anything? I don't think there's any other social media. Yeah, that's Boom. it. Boom. That's it. All right, well. That's the podcast. You know, you know what to do. Just keep breathing, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.